Chris Roots is joining us now from the Sydney Morning Herald live on Racing HQ. Good morning, Chris. Morning, Dave. How are you? And how's beautiful Maruya? Maruya is beautiful this morning. We're a little bit overcast, but I tell you what, this track looks uh, in fantastic nick and another great opportunity for a, a, um, a venue like this to get the Guernsey uh, and, you know, that to, to see that hard work being um, paying off. You know, they, they put a lot of time and effort in here, a lot of horses in work here. We've got, obviously, Matty Dale stabling horses here, Jamie Stewart trains here. We're going to be um, talking to Jamie soon. Joey Cleary's got that satellite stable. Um, so they've got good noms and good support. And um, Well, Ken did mention Tommy Berry before. Tommy, of course, has been down here and supported this South Coast region Oh, with with a lot of with a lot of uh, his time when he's been riding here and whatnot, and uh, he had uh, that, I guess, inquiry continue on there yesterday at Druid Street. Yeah, and it was an appeal, Dave. It was um, basically with an appeal they rehear the case, and you know it starts all over again. But what happened was they all agreed on the facts, and uh, when it come down to it, uh, the um, Richard Beasley, their principal member of the appeals panel, found. Dismissed the appeal on whether he took a took or or a contra, a, a sling from Zad Miller. So he he's basically been found guilty on that charge. Now it goes to penalty. They're going to do written submissions about that penalty in the next couple of weeks, in the next two weeks, and then Richard Beasley will come back and we'll find out whether he can get any time off. Tommy, it's um it's one of those ones that um will be an ongoing story, but I don't think we'll be seeing Tommy for a while in the saddle, but. I think he might be back a little bit earlier than what was first thought. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I will say is that, um, and just from uh, not chatting with Tommy personally, but knowing Tommy as a person, could be the best thing for him. Yeah, uh, he, uh, um, he, he's. I, I think if you know from from just talking to obviously Luke Marlowe, who's uh, you know extremely close with Tommy, and, and also just seeing uh, Tommy and Shani and the kids on social media. And I'm not saying social media tells every story, um, but I just I think it could be the best thing for him, and he gets to spend some time with his family. He'll obviously work his backside off, and uh, when he does return, I'm sure that uh, he'll be riding winners. When you take have something that you really love and you put your whole life into taken away from you, it, it we can you can see the change in people's um, people when they come back. Usually, when it comes to the guineas. Uh, we're going to talk about this on the punters panel tomorrow, which you'll be a part of. But, geez, I'm surprised by the price of Aft Cabin. Yeah, it's got into a $2.60. I don't think it um, should be that short. Realistically, it, it, it did um, it did get a, show a chink in its armour in its last run, didn't it? So um, the if, you, if you're looking away from it, it's, you know, you're, you're looking at Ozopenko, which got a perfect run last time and made the most of it. But, you know... You couldn't have you couldn't have scripted a race better for Ozapenko that didn't have to go around a horse and it really has hasn't got a real big sprint but it's it'll just keep coming and ha, at, like it did in the Caulfield Guineas it'll just keep coming and has a fairly high cruising speed so um, it'll be sitting on a space and Zoo Tiger will be there as well he and you got to remember he's had he's run third in a golden golden rose so. It's going to be an interesting race. I think I think Machelade will improve, but you, you just look at it and you go, well, where? How can you get half Cameron to two dollars sixty? And a lot of people will say, well, he was odds on last start, but I think he got beaten fairly fairly clearly last start, and I have a little bit of a doubt of him at a mile. 
Now, this uh, Imperatives, who we're going to see from New Zealand for the first time, do you there's some good form around? And, I mean, look, we talk about oh, I Wish I Win being uh, the best horse in the country or, or one of the best horses in the country, especially after that, that run in Melbourne and what we saw in the, the Golden Eagle. Well, this horse was beating it steady on, New Zealand. steady on that I wish, it, wish I Win's the best horse in the country. Have you heard of Anime? Has won no, eight group ones, Dave. I'm talking about over the the shorter distance. I believe he. I believe I wish I win. Is he one of the best horses in the country? He's one of the best horses. He's not the best horse in the country. He'd he been and he's probably not in the discussion of the best horse in the country. What I wish I win. Yeah. Yeah, well, he could be. That's the beauty of our game, though. Has, has he the... won? A, has he won a group one? I, I know he's a, a he won a golden eagle, but he hasn't won a group one. He he. He he had a good. It was a good run in there, Lightning, and his favourite for a new market. Let's see him do it before we start oh, talking I about like him this. above a horse that's won for this one. I like group ones, Dave. This is what I like. This is what I like though about our sport. I can say something like that and then bang straight on the lure. I wish you were like the greyhound I backed last night at Bull Eye, um, or Wendy Park, mm-hmm. I should say, <laughs> because I would have got a stack. Um, tell me this uh, with this Kiwi horse from your sources. How good is how good is this horse? Is this one of the best Tiaki well, I brought over? They brought some good ones. Yeah, they don't bring, and they don't bring them over unless they think they're up to standard. So you know, you, you think of your Melody Bell's Tiaki Shark. This horse is every bit as good as them. I think Daniel O'Sullivan said um, its last win was one of the best wins in New Zealand this century. So that's what we're working with. Um, be interested to see how it goes. Getting very short, a dollar ninety punters will have to take on, on at the moment. It's um, for a New Zealand horse coming over here, you know, is she the next Sunline? That's what what you've got to start thinking. Um, of course, they decided to come here because the, they'd, they'd get too much weight in a handicap now. So um, straight into weight for age, running into a fairly handy field. I know um, Golden Miles there and Artorias. Um, so it's a really good test of her. But from everything we hear, she's right up to right up to it. But don't think I'd be able to take a dollar ninety. We're chatting with Chris Roots this morning, and when it, Chris, it comes to, of course, the weekend's racing. Uh, this is a challenge stakes. He could kick. He's back in Sydney, and uh, we'll be looking. I think it's a, a big indication that Craig Williams could have easily ridden um, a number of horses there in Melbourne, but comes to Sydney, and he really wants to stick with this bloke. Yeah, and and we'll we'll find out where he sits. It's his second preparation. Clayton Douglas has done a great job with him, hasn't he? He's already got he's already got that Everest on his resume. Comes back, decided to come to Sydney, made this decision a long time ago, targeted this race. So he's had a trial and a jump out at home. So he'll he'll be right up to the mark. Um, probably gets back. Eduardo sits a, a a frantic tempo up in front, and that's the way he runs he runs along at the thousand at um, Randwick, and he's really the testing material. I know he's getting um. A bit old. He's another year older, but he for the last two years he's been able to. Last couple of years he's been able to show at a thousand metres. First up, he's very, very hard to beat. In fact, beating Nature Strip twice. So, um, and and the other one is remarked. I spoke to Michael Hawks, and he said, "I've been waiting for this moment with this horse for two years." So, um, he's he can't wait to see see put Remark up against these really good sprinters and see where he sits. Yeah, exactly. Um, gee, that trial was nice to remark the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, just you know that, and the Hawks do that a lot with their sprinters. They give them a trial and um, leading a week out from a race within the week of the race, and then it just he's just he just looks like he's he's firing and all cylinders. He did run just over fifty six seconds with 
62 first up. So, you know, he, he's right up to the mark. Uh, tell us as well, Chris, before I let you go, mate, um, hope in your heart, uh, possibly uh, not going the Coolmore? Well, I spoke to Kerry Parker about this now. he's he She went to 108 horse after winning first up. So that would put her up right up at the top of the weights of the Coolmore. So it'll be... it'll. His decision about the Coolmore will come down to where she sits in the weights. Like there's there's other options for her. He'd love to go to a Coolmore and and love to have the three weeks into the Doncaster. She looks like she's already in the Doncaster with, and she's only got fifty and a half there, which is posing another problem of getting a jockey. But um, it'll come down to where she sits in the weights because she could run in a rider the following week, um, which is a good lead up. So. Kerry just will just have a look, weigh up his options next week, but she's firing on all cylinders and it'll be third up into a Doncaster and she has to be one of the main hopes with no weight on her back. Exactly right. Uh, great to talk with you this morning, Chris. It's a beautiful part of the world. You would have been to Maruya. Mate, actually, a little birdie told me you had your Bucks party at Maruya. Yes, we did. Um, that was a famous day where some bloke took off his gear and got down the outside fence there and did a, a belly flop over the line. And I was on. I was on the winner, and it got declared a no race. Fair dinkum. Well, I hope that person who was a part of your group got the biggest spray ever. He wasn't part of our group. Oh, he wasn't part of your group. Okay, so that was that was a separate. Nah. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's. Uh, well, oh no. Well, that just adds more context. You would have been off your head. Was that the only winner yeah. you backed all day? <laughs> What's oh. going to get me out, Dave? Let's just get it back. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, dear. That would have been a long night. Chris, mate, it is a beautiful part of the world and looking forward to the country championships being here on Sunday. Catch you on the punters panel tomorrow. We've got a good lineup. I've got Nick Burney, Simon Thanopoulos, yourself and Glenn Mundy. So it's like the uh, the old and new coming together here. I like it. I think we can find a winner tomorrow. And no Marlow. He's calling, he's calling Newcastle, Luke. Uh, I know you're going to get stuck into him because the behind-the-gates multi on Saturday, because he's now hosting Race HQ Saturday, it didn't do too well either. So maybe is he, has he got a bit of the cooler about him, Marlo? I mean, I can, I can stop a train. Hopefully, maybe, maybe is, that, am I, is that rubbing off on him? I don't know. Hopefully he can get that behind-the-gates multi up on Saturday. Yeah, well, let's hope both for the punter's sake we can, we can find things that they've yeah. on fifth. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Isn't it unbelievable? We have a top four multi in these things that you think are going to run top three. They start running fifth beat and half a head and lips and whatnot. Have a good day, mate. See you, mate.